Hi everybody, Stefan Molyneux. I'm here with Nikos and uh, I don't often get very edge of the cliff, very urgent communications from listeners, but in this case, I certainly did. So Nikos, what's the emergency? What's going on? Thank you very much. My wife uh, wants to divorce me. How long has she wanted that? Oh, very, very long ago, very long ago, uh, six years ago. When we have uh, our child, uh, I, I, I was not a good uh, husband, I was not a good father, I wasn't there, I was absent, I, I couldn't stand up for her, I couldn't uh, help her, I was lost, I was very terrified, uh, low self-esteem, no real friends, uh, no real men, uh, so she, she, she was right to want to divorce me in the first place. Now, wait, so you meant six years ago she first wanted to divorce you? Uh, when, we, when she got pregnant and uh, our kid uh, was born, yeah, she was uh, starting to say, I want to, uh, I want to divorce you, you're not good, you're not there for me. But how, okay, so let, let's go back, um, how, how long ago did you first meet your wife? Nine years ago. And how long did you date before you got married? Okay, let's uh, let's go to this, this, the the real what what that really matters. We were about two years uh, dating, but we never talk about important issues together. Never huh. really talked about real issues. What we want what we value in life, what we value in a family, how do we want to, to live together. No, 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 no such things. So uh, what did you talk about? I'm always curious if people aren't talking <laughs> about important things, what are they talking about? Like what did you talk about okay. with her over the two-year period? Stefan, I was very, uh, I, I had very low self-esteem, so I found a woman who wanted to, she, who, who, who looked me in the eyes and asked me, do you love me? Do you love me, Nikos? And I was excited. I was just excited. I didn't want to, to talk about anything else. Because so would she, would, would first, time, first time in my life, a woman treated me like that. I mean, I had uh, other girlfriends, okay? But, but it was the first time a woman treated me like that so nicely. So I didn't really want to hear anything else. Of course I was blind. So when you say it's the first time, would you say it's the first time in your life that a woman has treated you nicely? So nicely. She was so nice. She, 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 she always wanted to have sex with me. She always asked me every, every day, do you love me? You're good. You're fine. How's your day? And I was, I was excited. She treats me like a god. First time in your life a woman yes. has treated you nicely. You know where that takes me, right? Minus the whole having sex with part. <laughs> you know where that takes me, right? My mother. Yeah, you go. Let's hear about your mom. I, my, my parents uh, were, were neglected me. I think the, the, that is the wrong uh, word. I... I I couldn't say my opinion. I was never treated like a, a, 
like an adult, like a like a like a person. Uh, she was screaming at me many times. She was yelling at me, uh, but most of the times she didn't. She, she didn't give a f for me. Yeah. Yeah, you can swear. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, we were in the same house all day, all afternoon. So uh, in the morning I was in school, but we we, we never talked. We never. Never, ever had a conversation. Wait, wait. Do you mean like? Okay, so let me. Do you mean like a meaningful conversation or how, how, a conversation how, at all? How was your day? Uh, uh, who you hung out with? Uh, who is your friend? Who are your friends? Uh, what do uh, is there, is something that concerns you? Is something that bothers you? Uh, what do you want to do in life? Uh, how do you uh, plan your life? How? Never, never. Right. So, did you get hit as a child? A uh, li little, a little, very little. Sometimes from my mother, usually not so much my father, but some uh, slaps in the face, but no, not, not very much, not very much. What about your father? Did he engage in conversations with you at all? Uh, a, a bit more. He was trying sometimes to have a conversation with me. Yeah, he was trying sometimes to 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 say me some things, but he was always in work all day. Uh, he was more open sometimes. She was not so mean as my mother. Because my mother, if I ask her something, if I say something, if I do something uh, stupid, she was always, oh, you, you, you're nothing. You, you can't do this? Oh my God. You're so, so pathetic. My, my dad uh, didn't use so much these words. But she, she was not encouraging either. I mean, uh, he was trying to balance. Uh, maybe he had guilt see me like this, but he was not very much encouraging me. Did he know that your mother verbally abused you in the most horrendous kinds of ways? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So what oh, did he yes. do? What did he say to her? Did he tell her to stop, to shut the hell up? No. Why? Uh, Why not? No. Sometimes he was uh, also yelling at me together. But sometimes he just uh, uh, said, "Okay, okay, uh, okay, Lisa, don't, uh, don't, don't scream." Something like this. But he would. I mean, the screaming is bad enough, but the fact that she would say, you're nothing, you're useless, like this kind of stuff, when you would not do something well, that is horrendous because that stuff sinks down into your brain, into your <sighs> spinal cord, into, it, it, it becomes the building blocks of your identity or of your not-identity, right? This, the, the screaming stuff, it's bad. I mean, I, I went through it too, but it's, it's, it's easy to kind of 
throw that aside because it's obviously crazy, right? And someone's screaming at you or whatever, they're, they're unstable, they're not. So it's relatively easy. It's not pleasant, it's not good. But it's yes. relatively easy to throw that aside and say, well, my mom was just kind of nuts that way. But the calm, patient re repetition of soul-destroying language is very, very hard to fight. Is that true for you? Oh, can I curse? Can I, can, you can, can I say? fucking curse, oh, yeah. Okay, okay uh, so she was always telling me, you're, uh, you're, you're useless, you're... Um, you're malakas, and he was, uh, and she was uh, using this word for my dad too. Translation. She, she was saying, uh, uh, "You're a fucking asshole." Like. Oh gosh. So it's not like you're a piece of shit or you're useless. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. You're useless. You're terrible. Yes. You're negative. Yes. Right? You're useless. You're you're totally useless. And she was saying, "I have uh, two useless men in my house." Do you, have any, my, do you have any siblings? My dad. And when my brother was born, uh, she was saying, I have three useless men in my house. I have three. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb here, my friend, and I'm going to say, I'm going to guess that your mother didn't take any responsibility whatsoever for having these men in her house. Like for choosing your father, for having children, for, she would say you're Malacca, but she wouldn't say what she did to help you become that way. It would just be, oh, I'm a victim here. These men have just shown up in my life mysteriously and I just have to defend myself by attacking their very being. Yes, of course. Yeah, okay. Of course. Your parents still together? Yes. How's your dad doing? Oh, if you ask her, uh, they are uh, much in love. They're doing great. Yeah, if you ask him. Oh, no, not me. But if if someone else asks, uh, he will say this. Yes. How is he doing? Given not not from the outside, but from what you know. Oh, they are both mentally crazy. No, 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 no. That's that's crazy. not the right word. Okay. No, that's not the right. Crazy people do random things. Crazy people okay. think that they're yeah. Jesus or Napoleon or some okay. sort of prophet, right? That's what crazy okay. people do. Crazy people don't systematically and methodically abuse and break down other people's personalities. With crazy people, sometimes okay. they're really nasty and sometimes they're just wonderfully nice. Like, not in social yes. situations, but even privately, because there's randomness to the behavior yes. of crazy people. But when people are immoral, that's not the word I was going to use. When people are immoral, yes. then their behavior is one way. It's generally negative. There may be the occasional giddy part, but it's not random. It's always in one kind of direction. Yes. What, did your mother okay. ever have a delightful or wonderful or spontaneous or fun or praise you kind of side? I'm sorry, I didn't understand. Did your mom, was she ever a great fun or you felt uh, happy or no, praised no, no, to be no, around? No, 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 Okay, so no, then no, she's no, not no. crazy. She's just a beauty. She, 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 yes, she, she was, uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. She was using uh, some drugs, some, uh, uh, she, 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 I'm sorry, I can't, I, I can't wait, find Wait, 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 do you mean she like drugs? Always... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Do you mean drugs like... 
prescription drugs or street drugs or what? Pres prescription drugs because she was uh, always in a bad mood. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess it's easier to, to just take drugs rather than stop being a bitch, right? Yes. Hmm. I'm sure I can fix my nasty, vicious, verbally abusive tendencies by popping mind-altering drugs. Uh, female agency. Yes, exactly. The great untapped resource of the world. All right. And how's your brother doing? Fine. Just fine. She's in Australia. Uh, he's in Australia. No, no, no. Don't, don't give he's... me all these details, man. Don't. Okay, don't okay, okay, okay. okay. He, he's, he, he's very ethical. He he's a he has a, a great relationship with her, her wife with his wife I'm sorry uh, he listens to you and he always gives me great advice. So how did he, as you see it, survive your mom other than being on the other side of the world from her? Survived my mom. So I I was born very early. When they were both uh, uh, 20, 25 year old, uh, they were uh, much more harsh with me. My my brother lived a little, a little in my father's pharmacy, seeing him every day and listening to him to have a win-win conversations with the clients because he couldn't do otherwise. Oh, so your brother do, spent more time do, around your dad do, do, than your mom. Do you, do, yes. Okay. First one. And do, do you understand what I mean? When I was in, in, in the house, I couldn't have a win-win uh, situation with my, with my dad. And I, I never saw him having a win-win or lose-lose conversation with, with another guy. I never saw him trying to persuade someone to do what he want him to do, to pay him, to, 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 to keep the client. My brother had that chance and I think was very revealing to his eyes. What does your brother think of your mother? Oh, he, he was trying, he was start having a fight with her when he was only 12, 10. Very. Yeah, that sounds very, familiar. Yes, yes, yeah, very harsh fights. Uh, he, he, he really doesn't want to talk to, her, to them. Oh, to, to your mom and your dad? Yes. Right. Now, tell me how, you don't, again, don't give me too many details, just uh, was it at a party or, or, or a bar where you met your wife? Mutual friends. Mutual friends, and they thought you'd be a good couple? Yes. What was your first encounter? Was it with others or a date? I'm sorry, I didn't your understand. First, your first time together with the woman who became your wife, was it, did you go on a date, just you, or did you go out with, with others? With, uh, with another couple, the first few times. And how was the attraction and all of that? Uh, uh, we, were, we, we were attracted to, to each other. Bit of hesitation there, my friend. I'm sorry? Uh, there was a bit of hesitation there in your... No. No, no, no. We were attracted to each other. Okay. All right. And how long before you became engaged? I'm sorry? 
How long did you date before you got engaged? Uh, about two years. Two years. Does that seem long? Uh, does that seem long? A long oh, time. Is that typical, or I mean? Uh, it's typical. It's okay. I I think that's not the problem with us. What do you mean? Uh, I think it's not the problem that we didn't have time to, to, to know each other. I think the problem is we didn't want to know each other. Okay, and uh, I won't ask that, that's too personal, but what did your wife think of your mother when she met her? Oh, when she met her, that she was fantastic. Afterwards, Wait, she thought your mom was fantastic? Yes. But I guess she didn't know how you'd been mistreated by your mom, right? No. And so you hadn't talked to her about your abuse as a child? No, because if you asked me at that time oh, what yeah. I thought of my parents, I would say to you, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. They offered me everything. Couldn't have had it better. Right, right. Yes. So... What did your mom think of your fiance? Oh, she was excited. She told me never lose that girl. <laughs> See that there's a clue, right? The clue mm -hmm. is that your mom doesn't view her as any kind of threat. Mm -hmm. Now yes. imagine you were a woman and you brought me home to your mom. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean I'd I'd be onto her like that, right? Mm -hmm. And then your mom yes. would like be like, you gotta dump that Steph guy. He's he's bad news, man. Yes. Right, okay. I can't understand what you mean. Yeah. Okay, so how long after you got married did you have your first child? Your child? So we were engaged. Before we get married, we had a child. Before? Yes. Interesting. So uh, we. we, we we had decided to live together. We, we had decided to, have, to work together in the same work in the pharmacy. Uh, but we hadn't married yet. Was it a planned baby? Oh, it, it, it's some, somewhat complicated. So she, she said to him, uh, we were in a doctor and uh, she, she said to her that maybe you can't have child, uh, children in a few years. Maybe it's better to have children now. So, so, so she told me, uh, Nikos, do you like to have a child uh, now? Don't wait for uh, any longer because I... Okay, you, you understand. Did she so, have like what, endometriosis or something? Yes, 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 yeah, something okay. like that. The was it a female said, doctor who was telling you this? A female doctor. Female yeah, yeah, okay. doctor. So your female so, doctor says, you know, the, the, the door may be closing, you might want to do it now, right? Yes, 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 yes. And you weren't and, particularly ready for it, but if I understand this rightly, you did want a child. It was just a bit sooner than you wanted? Yes, I had decided to, to live with that woman. So I said uh, to me, oh, Ah, okay. Now, did Why you know? I? Did you know about the endometriosis before you moved in? Uh, 
I'm I'm not really sure. I was in in the doctor with her one time. I I really don't know if it was intentional, so intentional. I mean, or not. I can't really say. Yeah, I mean, this uh, is just a, it's a message for men out there that you should have some handle on the physical problems that your partner has before you settle down, before you move I mean, in, before you get I, married. Because, I, you know, if she'd said to you early on, listen, I have endometriosis, this might mean I have to have kids very young. That's just part of information you need to make a good decision, right? I, I, I'm really not sure it, if this was so intentional. You mean uh, that she withheld it from you? I, uh, that she told me that or she made that up or, or, or anything else to, to have me have child. But Well, no, she didn't make it up, right? Because the doctor was saying she has endometriosis, right? Yes. Okay, so that wasn't made up. And the doctor was the one who said you should have kids sooner rather than later, right? But the question is, I wonder if she knew about all of that before you moved in and whether she told you or not. Because it's kind of important information because it's a big life decision when to have children, right? And if that decision is rushed because of medical issues, you should know that before you move in so you can make a decision if that's the right person for you. Okay, Stefan, to tell you the truth, uh, I, I don't know, maybe if it wasn't if it wasn't that, uh, if she just uh, said to me, uh, let's have a child, let's have sex and have a child, uh, I, I may have uh, said, yes, oh, okay, let's do it. Wait, wait, not related to the doctor? Yes. So what's, okay. All right, so I'm not sure what we're doing then. If it's not related to the doctor, then why are we bringing up the doctor, the endometriosis, to have kids now? Uh, because it was a par part of that, but I... I tell you the truth. Maybe it was uh, if she if she said to me, oh, maybe maybe I'm 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 not sure. No, I, I get it. Listen, I mean I understand. Okay. Listen, I understand because the way you were raised, saying no to a woman is terrifying. Yes. Right. I mean, how how much luck did you have saying no to your mom? Oh, no luck. No luck at all. In fact, saying no to your mom would probably invite further abuse. Right. Yes. I just want to mention something before we move on, for you, of course, okay. Nikos, and for the general audience, and that is this. You don't owe conversation to everyone in the world any more than you owe food and shelter to everyone in the world, UN Global Migration Compact and notwithstanding. But there are people that you do owe conversation to. I don't owe food to some guy who's hungry in Calcutta. However, if I lock someone in my basement, I damn well have to feed them or I'm guilty of murder, right? They starve to death because I've deprived them of all other sources of food by putting them in my basement. You don't owe conversation to everyone in the world, but by God, if you're a parent, you bloody well owe conversation to your children. You owe conversation to your children like you owe food and shelter and health care and education you owe that to your children because your children are in your house, especially when they're young. It's not like they can go up and set up their own tea parties in the town square. You owe conversation to your children. To deprive your children of conversation 
is horribly abusive. It's horribly abusive. They can theoretically go root around in the garbage to get food, but getting conversation outside your house is virtually impossible for kids. And children, our personalities, our identities, our beings are forged in language. Language is the essence of who we are, which is why I talked earlier about the verbal abuse sinking down into your soul and becoming part, inextricably linked with who you are. It's like food coloring into water or migration. It's easy to add, it's very, very hard to take away. So, if your mother deprived you of conversation, you said she never talked to you, and yet would inject these horribly negative words into your mind and your heart and your being and your soul, that's horrible. And it is incredibly nasty and abusive and destructive to have a child, to keep that child in your house and not to talk to the child. It's starving the child, like we're social animals. There are animals out there that will choose company over food even if they're starving. It is absolutely necessary for us. We are dogs, not cats. Cats can live with a giant F.U. fart at the world because they're solitary creatures who only get together to uh, make cats and Janis Joplin songs. So, we're dogs though. We are social animals. We need each other. And children need conversation. They need contact in a way that is foundational. And to deprive that, to, to have a child, lock the child basically up in your house, which is what happens when they're very young, they can't go elsewhere without you. To lock the child up in your house, to deprive that child of conversation is one of the most abusive acts a parent can do. And I just wanted to express my sympathy to you for that. Nikos, because what happens is then you grow up with a desperate desire for contact. And then some woman comes along, has a lot of sex with you, tells yes. you she loves you, and you're like, all right, take me, I'm yours. Because you've been hungry for so long, you can't discriminate the first meal you get, right? Yes. So, it sounds like she love-bombed you a little bit, you know, with the sex. And Now, the do you love me is interesting. Did she need that reassurance a lot? Yes. Right. She needed, she needed that too. So, what was her childhood like? Uh, she has a very dominant mother and a super manipulative mother i mean she she's pro in this wait she, she or she, you, you mean your wife she, or your dad no her dad she, her mother her mother her mother is a pro in a domination or manipulation both of them both and the father's more manipulative is that right no the father is absent he doesn't talk he he's hiding from uh, her from his uh, wife too yeah yeah, funny how Greece gets both a matriarchy, massive debt, and no borders all at the same time. It's not a coincidence. <laughs> ah, women are running things into the ground. So, <laughs> now what did you think of her mom when you met her mom before you got married? Okay, okay. I saw some, some signs. I saw sometimes how how she treats her and how she treats her husband too but i said what the fuck okay let's move on well you needed the love bomb so you were overlooking the warning yes. signs because you yes. needed it would have been totally. horribly painful for you to 
let go of this girl and then after you've had some needs satisfied yes to then have those needs no longer satisfied would have probably thrown you into a quite a spiral of depression right yes i it was very hard to confront her well she had all the power right and this is how the next generation inherits the matriarchal bully of the last generation is that the bullies who are terrible at making human contact it's one of the reasons why they're bullies is that they dominate rather than relate so your mother through her neglect and through her verbal abuse creates a huge hole of neediness that can only be filled by another woman and that way the other woman can just bring a smile and a vagina to the equation and you're like here take everything i have that seems like a fair trade because you've been raised with such need that the next generation pillages of women can pillage that need if they want and they do often. yes right stefan stefan i i'm really sorry to interrupt you but I, 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 this is a, a great conversation but i'm very 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 nervous to i don't want to to take away responsibility from me i I want to see my mistakes. I want to to see if I can fix something, change something. Right now, I can say for my wife that she's screaming at me. She's mean to me. No, we'll get I there. Don't... Listen. Okay. Listen, thank you. Thank and you, and you, listen, thank let me you. let me tell you I'm why. Sorry. Yeah, I'm let sorry, me tell I'm you sorry. why thank I you. do this kind of stuff. Just just so people want to lift the lid and see what the, me the mechanism of thought is. So, let's say Nikos, you call me. We're friends and you call me and you say, I went to a very bad section of town and I got stabbed in the leg, right? What would, yes. what would I say to you? Why did you get there? No. You got stabbed in the leg and you're bleeding. I would tell you, get to a hospital. Yes. Right? You got to deal with the bleeding wound. First, now, then, after your bleeding wound has been patched up and you've started your rehab, then we can start talking about what were you doing in the bad neighborhood to begin with. But first, you deal with the stab wound, right? Yes. Right now, who's responsible for stabbing you? The person who stabbed you, right? Yes. Now, that's what we focus on to begin with. And the reason we focus on that is we say, Whoever stabbed you is 100% responsible for stabbing you, right? Now, of course. if you accept that they have 100% responsibility for stabbing you, then you can say, well, I'm responsible for going into the bad neighborhood. Sure. But the only reason that going into the bad neighborhood was a bad idea is there are a lot of people out there in that neighborhood who are going to stab you or want to, right? So yes. first we give 100% responsibility to the person who stabbed you and then we can start talking about avoiding that situation. So I'm not trying to say you have no responsibility at all. But what I'm saying is that you take on too much responsibility, which is probably one of the reasons why your wife wants to divorce you. You take on too much responsibility. What that means is you can't have your needs known, you can't have your needs met. And women, particularly after they have children, need someone who's a little bit dominant, right? Okay. Do you know why? To feel safe. To feel safe. To feel like they've got a man who can go out there, compete with other men, get resources, and bring them home. Hunt and kill. Hunt okay. and kill. You know, we, we can take the human out of the jungle, but we can't take the jungle out of the human, right? This is a base, primal, female need, which is to feel 
secure. And the worst gift that feminism gave to women was female dominance because it means now that they're miserable. And they are. Of course they are, right? So yes. if you take too much responsibility on, and it's interesting to me that when I started talking about your mom's real responsibility, you jumped in and said, yes, but me, I, what about my responsibility? No, that's your mom not wanting, that's your inner mom not wanting to take responsibility and thus wanting you, Nikos, to take responsibility. No, we'll get there. But first of all, we need to figure out what's not your responsibility. It was not your responsibility that your mom was the way she was. It was not your responsibility she didn't talk to you. It was not really your responsibility that she hit you occasionally. It was not your responsibility that she verbally abused you and that she was a horrible, horrible human being in, in saying, I have all these terrible Malacca men in my house. Like, that's horrible, 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 sadistic, brutal, evil behavior, evil behavior. It's one thing to verbally abuse an adult who has choice, who can tell you to F off, who can block you, who can, right? But when a child yes. is dependent upon you, not just for food and shelter, but for the very definition of that child's identity, and you pour hateful language into that child's ear, it is a form of spiritual poison. It is a form of spiritual poison because the child is bonded, the child has no choice, and the child has to nod and with a sickly smile swallow every poison yes. syllable yes. and then exactly. give his fucking mama hug. Yes. Right, so it is horribly abusive. It is a form of soul destruction that the worst dictatorship in the world can scarcely achieve. <laughs> it's something I read many, many years ago. A friend of mine gave me a book on child abuse. It was one of, the, one of the books that really, really got me started on this journey. Let me tell you what it said, Nikos, because I really want okay. you to understand this. It said, child abuse is in many ways worse than going to war, being abused as a child. Why? Because going to war as an adult, as an adult male, you mm -hmm. already have an existing personality. It's not being formed, it is formed already. So you're going to war and dealing with the stress of war, but you already have an existing personality. You have an existing structure around you that validates what's going on. You don't have to hide that you're going to war because everybody knows. Whereas child yes. abuse, you have to hide. You also get praised for the sacrifice that you made in going to war. So people will say, thank you for your service. You might get a pension. Right. You might get uh, medals. You might get lots of commendations. You might, you, you generally will like, wow, you went to war. Good for you. Thank you for your service. Here's a medal. Here's a pension. Here's whatever. Respect. Yes. But that's not what happens when you're abused as a child. You blame yourself. You hide it. And you pretend otherwise. Like the guy who's going to war doesn't pretend he's going on fucking vacation. But the child who's abused has to often pretend that the family is fine, right? Otherwise, you yes. get abused more. So it's a form of mental torture and mental degradation that doesn't even occur in war. Now, some people say, well, you see. But war is violent. And it's like, yes, but you only submit to abusive parents because they're violent. And the violence can be overt in terms of punch or verbal abuse, or the violence can be covert in terms of neglect and ignoring you. Withdrawal and avoidance, which is a death threat. Like if I've got a guy locked in my basement and I say to him, I'm never, I'm not going to talk to you for the rest of the week. 
Well, he's sitting there thinking, oh great, now I get to starve to death or die of thirst. Right? Like, if you hang up on me on the phone and say, forget it, Seth, I'm never talking to you again. It's like, okay, well, I'm sorry the conversation didn't work out, but my life goes on and your life goes on. But if your parent threatens withdrawal of affection, withdrawal of contact, withdrawal of any positive experience, children experience that as a death threat. Because children are so dependent upon the goodwill of their parents that the withdrawal of that goodwill is the withdrawal of resources necessary for survival or the threat thereof. So child abuse is, in many ways, worse than going to war. Also, if you are abused and your sibling is abused, very often you will turn on each other. It's a sealed, silent pact of silence going forward. Whereas if you have war companions, you're part of a platoon or a squad or whatever. If you have war companions, you have people who uh, are with you in the trenches, you can talk about things with, you share the same experience. And a lot of people, a lot of men, will look back upon wartime service, if they survived, of course. They look back on wartime service and they say, those were the greatest days of my life. You tell me, someone who was abused or raped or neglected or beaten as a child who looks back and says, boy, those days of being beaten and raped and neglected and abused, those were the greatest days of my life. Nobody says that. There's no parade, there's no medals, there's no statues for the billions of victims of rampant child abuse around the world. It's shut up and pay up in money, in time, in allegiance, in service, in sympathy. We are the silent wounded in the world. We are the invisible wounded in the world. And also, the abuse that we suffered as a child is usually only replicated by the abuse we suffer as adults should we dare to open our fucking mouths and talk about what we went through. Then, and only then, does the world get pissed off. Hey man, it's one thing to be abused. This not great, but it's really terrible, you see, as an adult, to talk about it. Now we're going to abuse you further because you're breaking the great seal of silence that child abuse victims are supposed to fucking live with for the rest of their lives. But no, I was a victim, you were a victim, Fuck the abusers, I'm talking about it. I don't give a shit who gets bothered by it. If you get bothered by it and you're on the side of the abusers, to hell with you. All right, just wanted to mention that. Now. Yes. When did things start to go wrong? You said with the birth of your child? Yes. And how quickly after the birth of your child did things go wrong? Very quickly, every day, we were fighting. Every day, almost every day we were fighting. Now, you weren't before the baby was born. Okay, we were fighting before the baby was born. But in just a, in a second, we were back again. Like nothing happened. Hmm. Okay? But after the baby was born, no. Uh, we were we were very much separated. We were uh, we didn't get back after fight. We were fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. What were you fighting about? Uh, I At wasn't least the there. surface level, right? Okay, uh, I was nagging her all the time. Why 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 you're so uh, so absorbed? Uh, with the child, uh, why 
do, why don't you talk to me? Why don't you have time with me? Why don't you want to have sex with me? Okay. Uh, so you understand, why you so? You, you understand yeah. this, right? Do you, do you know what the pattern is there? Yes, she doesn't uh, give me any. Uh, she does. She, okay, she's not interested. No. You, your number one complaint about your mother was that she didn't talk to you, right? Yes. And what did you say to your wife? You said, "Why aren't you talking to me?" Yes. So this was reactivating early childhood, babyhood, toddler, infancy isolation, probably, right? Yes. Yes, in a furious way. I mean, oh, I, yeah, I, terrible. I was terrified. Terrified because at the time when I you're supposed to be terrified. bonding with your son, or is it your son or your daughter? Son. Son. At the time when you're supposed to be bonding with your son and being there for your wife, you are experiencing a primal and terrifying sense of loss and isolation. Yes. And then you think that the solution comes from your wife filling up your needs. Which she can't do. She can't mother your son and you at the same time. She can't mother you at all because you're an adult, right? But、mm -hmm. rather than say, "Oh my God, I feel so terrible. I better figure out what in my childhood this is like so that I can go and deal with it myself and come back with some resources for my wife," you are needy to your wife when you want、yes. what you really are is angry with your mother. Yes. Right. So then she. Doesn't really understand this, I assume, right? And doesn't say, "Hey, listen, Nikos, like I'm, I am absorbed with our son. I am. I carried him for nine months. I'm breastfeeding him. I'm sleeping with him. I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm tired a lot. I have mommy brain, right? Which is like you get、mm -hmm. fuzzy headed and you can't remember where your keys are or your shoes, or it's just mommy brain, right? It's natural. So I'm sorry that." You are feeling this way, but it's not to do with me, and it's not to do with your son. It's to do with your mom and with your dad. So go talk about it with them, or go deal with it with a therapist with them, or go talk to Steph if you want. I don't right, but but it's not. I can't feel this need in you because I did not cause this need in you. You know, there's this weird thing in life. Only the people who wound you can heal you. <laughs> Other people can't. If your mother wounded you, if there's healing to happen, your mother can do it if she apologizes and takes ownership. Or if you recognize that she's never going to do that, then there's healing in that because at least there's closure and the end of hope. You know, the the extension of torture from childhood is the extension of hope. It's the extension of hope. Like if you if you were to go to that bad neighborhood every time, hoping you weren't going to get stabbed, and you kept getting stabbed, your hope would be trying to kill you, right? Yes. And if you're like, oh well, you know, I'm I'm not going to grieve for the shitty things that happened in my childhood because somehow. Someone is going to make them whole. Is going to fill that hole. Is going to fill that wound. Is going to make me better. Then you can avoid the grieving and the mourning, right? Because you're like, no,、oh, someone's going to come along and make it better. But they can't. The only people who can heal you are the people who wounded you. Now, when I say that, people are going to say, "Oh, great! Now they have more power over me." It's not. No, they don't. Because the healing. Is in the clarity of the situations. You go to your mom and you say, "Mom, I had a shitty childhood, and here's why, here's why, here's why, here's why, and I'm not leaving until we have a proper conversation about it." Now, if you have some sort of proper conversation about it, then there's healing in that, because the proper conversation is your mom saying, "I fucked up. You were a kid. It was 100% on me, which it was. I'm sorry. You know, here's what I can do. Here's you know, anytime you want to talk, here's some money for therapy, whatever it is, right? Then there's some、so、kind of 
healing in that. But if she okay. says, fuck off, it was all you, I did everything fine, I did the best I could, it was your dad's fault, it has nothing to do with me, you're making things up, you're crazy, who put you up to this, uh, uh, love thy mother and thy father, and uh, <laughs> God will put you in hell for questioning my matriarchy. If she does all that, there's healing in that too. Because what happens is, an amazing thing happens. There's such agony in child abuse, in particular because as adults, we're constantly looking back and saying, what did I do that I could have done better? Like maybe I was just, just kept going to a bad neighborhood and getting stabbed because I'm stupid. Yes. But what happens is, Nikos, this amazing thing happens when you confront abusive parents as an adult, is with all of the resources and all of the intelligence and all of the freedom and all of the independence that you have as an adult, if you sit down with your mom or your dad or both or whoever, whoever your abuser is, you sit down and you say, resolutely, with freedom, with courage, you say, here's what I want to talk about, here's what I want to deal with. If you can't get anywhere, if they just escalate or avoid or abuse or dissociate or blank out or throw things or scream or go inert, go rubber bones or whatever, if you can't have that conversation, you know, you get this wonderful gift. You get this wonderful gift, which is you say to your child, you had no fucking chance. I did that. I confront them. How'd it go? Just like you said uh, the second time, not the first time. Right. Uh, she said, oh, no, we were great. What are you talking about? Right. And did you get any you're ignorant. visibility, you're any ignorant. headway with her at all? You're, you're very ignorant, <laughs> they were saying to me. So they're abusing you when you're bringing up how they abused you, but saying that your memories of abuse are completely false. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. Good for them, man. I mean, oh. you gotta, you got to admire that kind of consistency in a weird way. You right? should be grateful. You should be <laughs> grateful for us. Right. We give you everything. Right. So, adult Nikos had no chance to get any contact with his parents that was honest. So, I hope this gives you a sense that child Nikos, little boy Nikos, had no chance whatsoever. Yes. Yes, and therefore, and by... he had, since he had no chance whatsoever, it's not his fault at all. Zero percent. As a child. Mm -hmm. Right? So what yes. happened after that conversation with your parents? Uh, uh, it was this time that I was starting to listening to your shows and I realized that I should be giving to my child and not asking for my child to give to me. Yeah. I was I was returning home and I was saying, oh, he's not uh, sleeping yet. Oh, she's, he, he's whining. Oh, he, he, he's crying. Oh my God, why he's doing this to me? Right. Do you, do why you, is he not satisfying my needs? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, exactly, exactly. And after that, I realized, no, 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 no. That's the that's the not that's not the, the 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 correct direction. The correct direction is I give to him. Now, how did you think about things regarding? Well, good for you, of course. If I want to pause and say, like, that's fantastic. But what about your relationship with your wife, Nikos? And what about the needs that you brought to her at a time when she was absorbed with your son? Was that fair? I'm sorry. Was it fair I mean, 
to be so needy with your wife when she was consumed with caring for your son? No. No. Now, she has some responsibility for that too, just so you know, because she's an adult. And the, Do you know why she has some responsibility for your neediness? She, she, she cultivated that. She, 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 yeah, she did cultivate okay. it, but even if she didn't, you knew each other for years before you had a baby yes. together, and yes. she didn't talk yes. to you about your history. She didn't ask you questions. She didn't help you no. learn. She didn't confront no. your parents. She didn't suggest that you do so. She didn't find no. out about you as a human being before she decided to have a baby with you. No. So she yes. didn't figure out how many unmet needs might collapse on her like a house of bricks when a baby came along. So she has some responsibility in that, and I'm not saying she doesn't, but, but it's still primarily your responsibility because it was your trauma. Yes. So if you go... Okay, let me give you a silly example from my past, right? So many, many years ago, I put on a play, and uh, I had a woman who was um, the set designer. It was a very complex play and required like actual trees to be brought into the theater because part of it took place in a forest and it was really cool. We had the lighting effects from the leaves and, mm. and real trees in the theater. And I was also dating the set designer at the same time. Now she kept going away for the weekend to find more material for the play, like more stuff for the set design and so on. Mm -hmm. And this bothered me. <laughs> it was kind of crazy because like, I want to see you this weekend. She's like, no, I really got to get stuff sorted out for your set. This is really this is the most complex set I've ever worked on. Mm -hmm. And after a weekend or two, I sort of shook my head and said, wait a minute. Why am I making her life difficult when she's trying to make my life better? Like, I'm sorry that she's not here for the weekend, but she's gone for the weekend to try and find trees to put on my set and bushes and branches and whatever. Like, she would spray them so that they wouldn't go... Uh, get rotten during the course of the play and all that. So she's actually out there trying to make my play a whole lot better. And I'm crabbing yes. on her for not being around when she's helping me, right? So I did. Like after, I think yes. it was a weekend or two where I was crabbing at her for not being around. And then she came back and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm way offline. I'm way out of bounds here. I'm way out of bounds here because I won't say it's the play that matters, but you're doing this because you want my play to look well and to, to mm -hmm. look good. And it did look great and it did do well. And um, that's the play I remember. Oh, gosh. Okay, just, just a little tiny snippet of things before I <laughs> die and they're all vanished from the world. I, this is one of the times, if you're ever on this play, you'll find this kind of funny. So one of the nights, the person who was supposed to do the front cash didn't show up. So I had to do the front cash. And then I couldn't come into the play to watch it because um, I didn't want to disturb the play. So I was listening to the play through the uh, headset, but everyone else who was like the lighting, uh, the stage manager, lighting people behind the scenes, like all, all the other people who were involved in running the play were, were all talking back and forth. And they were also talking about me. And it's one of the few times in life where I've actually had got a chance to listen into a conversation where people are talking <laughs> about me with no idea whatsoever. <laughs> that I'm able to hear them. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that none of it was bad. I thought it was all pretty fair. You know, he's kind of intense, but he's a hard worker, but he's talented, but it's all, it was all actually fair and honest commentary, which I thought was kind of nice. So very, very much like the internet. <laughs> so, so do you think that given that you were trying to get your wife to satisfy the needs that your mother hadn't satisfied, 
that that if that was unfair, do you owe her an apology for that? Yes, and, and I gave her that apology many, 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 many times. Okay, well that means the apology didn't take. So what happened? So how? how it, pretend I'm her, and how would you give that apology? How? What would you say? Okay, uh, some time ago, before uh, three years, uh, I I was saying to her every day. Uh, I'm really sorry. I wasn't there for you, and uh, I wasn't there for you in the most uh, difficult time of your life. I was uh, acting like a child. I was acting uh, very badly to you. I can understand that you were trying to raise our child. And I was, I was very stressful. I, I was always on you. Why you were doing this? Why you, you're not doing this? And I was very stressful and not there for you. I was not the man you wanted. I was not the, the help you wanted. But I was the opposite. I was crying like a baby. And uh, I was not any help. And I'm really, really sorry, and I'm I'm terrified for what I did to you. It was it was horrible for three, about three years, raising our child. Wait, this was going on for three years. Yes. And when did you start listening to me again? At that time. About that time, our son Wait, is. Wait, beginning or end of those three years? Uh, our son was uh, born six years ago, and I started listening to you three years ago. Oh, so the first three years when you weren't listening to me was when you did the needy stuff, right? Yes. Okay, okay. I just wanted to check whether my show had any traction at all in your brain. Okay, good. Now, what happened, Nikos, when you made this apology? Well, what would she say? Ah, she said, what do you want me to do now? Oh dear. Uh, if, you, if you want me to stay with you, because she was furious at that time too, uh, I think she was ready to, to leave me. I, th I, I think she was ready to leave me. So she said, you better uh, correct what you did wrong and uh, what are you telling me all this? Do it. Wow. Okay. So that's shitty on her part. I have a different. Yeah. Have a different I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why for, for me. Unless you haven't thought excuse, about it. Excuse me. Excuse me. I, I, uh, do you want me to believe you? You did this for three years. Yeah. Now you want me to believe you because you one day you just apologized to me? What the fuck? I don't believe you. Right. Right. So, in a couple, it's never one person's fault only, right? It may be 90-10, but it's never 100% zero, ever. Like if you're walking down the street on a sunny day and somebody sucker punches you from behind, that's 100%, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if you go in and you start 
pool shark hustling Rod Stewart's dad style in a biker bar and you end up getting beaten up, well, it's not a hundred zero, right? Because you did something to, to bring it about, right? Okay, yes. And, or even if you're a white guy, goes along and sings along with the lyrics of a rap concert, you might be in trouble. But, that's not singing, but... So, here's, here's the way it should work in a relationship, right? Is that you say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And you know what she's supposed to say if she's a decent human being? Thank God. I appreciate that, and I'm sorry too. I'm sorry that I didn't ask you about your childhood. I'm sorry that I wasn't more curious about what was happening with you. I'm sorry that I reacted with such hostility when you were needy. I'm sorry that we didn't deal with these problems before we had a baby. I'm sorry about your childhood, Nikos. I'm sorry about not seeing the immorality of your mother and your father. I'm sorry about not being more responsible to make sure that we were both emotionally ready to have a child. And I'm sorry that this went on for three years without me putting out the effort to figure out what was really going wrong. Even if it was 80% you, it's still 20% her. So the reasonable, decent thing is to say, thank you for your apology. I really appreciate that. I'm sorry too. And that's how the walls come down and the hearts open up, right? I mean, if she'd said something like that, how would you have felt? Oh, very, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, see, when you apologize, this is why vulnerability is so powerful in relationships. When yes. you apologize, you are vulnerable. Yes. Now, the other person can either meet you in your vulnerability and meet you in your responsibility and take some of their own, or they can say, well, I'm going to sit up here on my fucking high throne of obsidian judgment, and I'm just going to judge you okay let me give you an example she was just doing this i was trying for the first time in my life to to try to learn how to play with my son and she was standing here and was saying to me what did you play five uh, minutes and you think you're a, a father now wait why have you not played with your son i i i didn't give him any I thought I thought a child doesn't doesn't really need his father. He's growing up by himself, and uh, when he was gonna be six, seven, eight years old, I would maybe talk to him because I was raised like this. No, no, don't give me because I was raised like this. You still have ownership. Okay, right? okay, okay. It's not yes. unimportant, but it's not. I can't give you the no free will part here, right? It's not dominoes that just fall down like it's inevitable, right? Okay, but I, I, I had that idea. I had that, I had that idea. But didn't your, didn't your son reach up to you with arms and, and want to play with his dad? I, I was... N n no, I was in work many, many hours. And when I was home, didn't... Didn't really, didn't really want me around the child. She didn't. She was protecting, like like she was protecting him from me. She, she 
she didn't uh, let me do him a bath or sleep with him. Why not? Or because I was useless. Because I was no good. Well, what is that? I mean, did she what think you mean? would not, like, she wouldn't let you play with your son? I'm trying to follow this. What do you, what do you mean? She didn't let me spend time with him. Well, I don't understand. So you'd come so home, you'd maybe, sit down with maybe. your son, and what would she do? She'd say, get away from your son? Well, I don't understand. Uh, she wouldn't let me give him a bath or uh, sleep with him. And uh, when we were uh, playing, she was going to say, oh, you're a very... You mess around the house where you... Oh, you make you, a mess, right? You make a mess in the house and uh, you're dangerous because you let the child do this and oh, this. Oh, too much roughhousing. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, he may be harmed. He may fall. Listen, may... listen, Nikos. First of all, moms will never understand roughhousing. Never. Never expect them to. It's never going to happen. I don't understand yeah. tea parties. And women don't understand roughhousing. But roughhousing is very, very important. And I, I was feeling, no, 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 I don't, I don't want to hurt my child. Why couldn't you give your child a bath? Oh, because uh, he may s slip from my hands or something like this. So is your wife very anxious? She is. Yeah. Did she ever have anything unpleasant happen to her while she was being bathed? Oh, I don't know. Might be worth asking at some point. Okay. So she wants. So why does she want to keep you and your son at arm's length? Why does she want to keep you at distance from your son? What's her motive? What's her incentive for that? Okay. Let me give you an explanation that my brother told me. He told me that I act like a very beta male. So her mother told her that Nikos is not fit for father. So uh, her mother you... said that you weren't fit to be a father. Yes. Holy fuck! What a okay. horrible thing to say to her daughter. Yeah, yeah, in my face too. In my oh, face you were there. In my face too, like, uh, oh, Nikos, you're too young, you don't know. Oh, you're too young. You, you really married into a pretty vicious coven there, didn't you? Holy shit. The fuck? Your mother-in-law said to your daughter, to her daughter, in front of you, that you weren't strong enough or knowledgeable enough or fit enough to be a father. Yes, exactly. Holy what, uh, shit. She, uh, exactly what she's saying to her husband. Oh, she says so, that to your, your mother-in-law says that to your father-in-law. Yes, all the time. Wow. Oh my gosh. No wonder the, red, no wonder the Mediterranean is open for business. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, so... So what, what, what did I, you say at this point? Uh, I was feeling guilty. I About was feeling what? Useless and guilty too. Oh, so about, she's saying you're useless like your mom said you were useless and the programming just takes over, right? I think yes. Huh. I think yes. Right. 
What did your <laughs> What did your wife say when her mom said you were an unfit father? Oh, she, she nothing. She said nothing. No loyalty to you. No, you're wrong, mom. Back off. Don't ever say that to no, me no, no. again. Don't ever say that about the father of no. my son. No. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. Let's bring that up too. And also, my father, my father, told her that uh, Nikos is really uh, is really not 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 young. It's not the right word. It's um, he doesn't not really responsible. So. Don't let him around the child. Your until, father said uh, that. Yes, yes. Until the child uh, grows like five years old. Don't let him uh, hold him. Yes. And uh, the explanation my brother gives is from an evolutionary standpoint, my father was the alpha male or her mother. <laughs> Was the alpha, the alpha male, and I was. Wait, acting... your brother's theory is that your father was some kind of alpha male. To the eyes of my wife. But but he wasn't anywhere close to an alpha male. If he lets okay. his wife push around his children and verbally insult and abuse them and just sits idly by while that happens, that is beyond beta, that's fucking zeta to infinity, that's spineless <laughs> bullshit, nothingness. That's go find your fucking balls in the matriarchal manner with a pair of tweezers and a blindfold. That is not alpha male behavior. An alpha male protects his children, you understand? Okay, I can An understand alpha male this. wards off the predators, whether they're coming from outside the house or inside the house. Whether they're coming in wolf fur or petticoats, the alpha male protects his children. I surely understand that, but haven't lived with my parents, with my, my father, and my father talks uh, strongly, okay, about me. In, in her eyes, maybe the explanation my, 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 my brother gives has a, has a very, has a bay, is valid. So do you think that your wife sees your father-in-law as an alpha male? Yeah, and, no, and no, her she father doesn't. Also. No, she doesn't. Okay, okay. No, the okay. reason that she doesn't is that she, her mother, insulted you, and your father also insulted you. So, in the eyes of your mother, sorry, in the eyes of your wife, your father is a beta bitch, easily controlled by bullying women, and therefore that's how she sees you, because your father didn't stand up and protect his son from a vicious kind of undermining on the part of your wife's mother. He didn't say there and say, how dare you say that to my son? How dare you say that to my son? You better back off. My son is a competent human being. My son is a loving father. He works hard. He provides. How dare you <laughs> insult his oh, capacities man. as a father? Oh, man. And then he'd get up and he'd walk the fuck out of the house until he got an apology. That would be an alpha behavior, right? So when your wife's mother insults you in the most foundational way, and then your dad's like, oh, I quite agree. Come on. Think that's fucking alpha? Oh, my God.
Okay, yeah, I agree with you. I'll be happy to throw my son under the bus because you appear it, to be somewhat it, of a mean lady. It, 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 it was not in the same conversation, but... It doesn't uh, matter. Come on, I know that. It doesn't okay, matter. Okay, okay. It doesn't okay. matter. Okay. Even if he hears it third hand, he goes and says... I mean, if someone ever said that, someone ever said that to my kid, I'd be over on their doorstep in about 35 seconds. <laughs> and I'd say, tell me, tell me this isn't true. I'm sure this can't be true. You did not stand in front of my son and his wife and disparage my son's abilities as a father. That did not happen. I'm sure it's just vicious rumor. I'm sure it's just made up by people who want to cause trouble because there's no way any sane fucking human being in the world would think that's a good idea. So tell me that that's not true. And then if they said it wasn't true, then what I'd do is I'd go find the person who told me, bring them over to their house and say, okay, well, let's work this out because I'm getting one story from you, I'm getting one story from you. And you draw the fucking line. You understand? Yes, never happened. Of course not, and it never will. It never will. Because cucking for women is working out so fucking well for Europe, isn't it? I'm sorry? Cucking for women is working out so well for Europe now, isn't it? Just <laughs> bending over and doing whatever women want and never confronting them and never making them too upset and never... <sighs> this is why women have a soft spot for Muslims. Yes, Greece is a terrible, yeah, terrible no, place. I get it. Right now. No, women, women, women have got exactly what they wanted, and they're not happy with it. Boy, that's the first time that's ever happened in human history, <laughs> now, isn't it? So, how's your son doing? How's my son doing? Yeah, my son is excited that the last three years. I want to play with him. I talk to him. I'm there for him. He's he's very he's very bright, but but as you say if a person has a oh, t t 200 IQ, but if you don't give him uh, if you don't teach teach him uh, Japanese, he will never know Japanese. So he's bright, but that's not enough. Of course, I want to give him interest. Uh, I, I want to be close to him, to talk to him, to open his heart, so he can tell me things, and he's telling me things. He's also confused, very confused. Uh, he's screaming at me sometimes, or he's screaming at his mother. And uh, he has some, uh, how can I say that, some Some reactions that uh, he has too. Okay, for example, she screams when she has a problem. My son does it too. Yeah, of course. I mean, really, how could it be otherwise, right? Yes. Right. How close do you think your wife is to filing papers? 
Snickers. I think very close. And what is her number one complaint about you that is not manipulative, but is genuine? You know, because sometimes women, and maybe men too, I, don't, I can't really speak to that, but sometimes women will say, my complaint about you is you don't help out around the house enough. And then you try and help out around the house, and what do they say? You're doing it wrong! Yes. Right, so that's not a real complaint. That's just a control complaint, right? That's just manipulation. What do you think is her real, valid, number one complaint about you? I am totally, totally confused. You are because, confused. Yes. Because the times I try to stand up to my beliefs, to lead her, to take responsibility, to take actions, he's like, she's like, no, you don't listen to my opinion. You, you're doing what you want. You, what are you doing? You're Hitler. I don't want you. I'm going to leave. Listen to me. Okay, and she's... Wait, does, does, she, does listen to her mean agree with her? Because you yes. can listen to someone without agreeing yes, with yes, them. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yes, well exactly. then, then you need to make that exactly. clear. Like, I'm going to exactly. give you some real action stuff, right? So when she says, listen to me, you can say, okay, well, let's... What are we talking about here? If I listen to you, am I allowed to disagree with you? And if she says no, then it's like, okay, then just what you need to say is obey me. You want me to obey you without any thought of my own. Now, she's going to have a tough time saying she wants that, right? No, but uh, if I say that to her, she will be, no, what are you talking about? I just want you to listen to me. Okay, but then we go back to, am I allowed to listen to you and disagree? Hey, I tell you what, let's just do this, okay? Let you be your wife, okay? And let's role play this, all right? Okay. All right. Okay. So, this is what I would say. I've been a bad husband. You've not been a perfect wife. I've not... No. No, no, no. No, let me, okay. let me finish. Okay. Okay. Let me finish. Okay. Let me finish. Because you often say to me, you want me to listen to you. Okay, well, this is a time where I want you to listen to me. You've not been a perfect wife. Nobody is. I mean, we have to at least understand that everybody has room for improvement somewhere. So the mistakes that I've made, I've let people walk all over me. We didn't talk about stuff that was really important before we got married. We didn't talk about when to have kids. We didn't talk about values. We didn't talk about how to raise kids. I didn't know when we got married that you wouldn't let me bathe or hold my son for years. I didn't know that. Now, is that my fault? Yeah, I could have asked, although that's not a question I really would have thought of. Is that your fault? Yeah. You could have told me that so that I'd have some idea what kind of parenting was going to go on. Your mother has disrespected me in front of you, and you have not come to my defense. It's not easy for me to fight with your mom. It's easier for you to fight with your mom. But when your mom says that I'm not a fit father, you really should have stuck up for me there. Because it's really tough for me to do it. Now, it's not just your mom. My dad also betrayed me in these situations as well. So I'm not all putting it all on you. Um, I thought, and this is wrong, I thought, okay, well, the major job I have is to make money. And that's why I was at work so much. But when I wanted to play with my son and you kind of interfered, okay, I could have just said, no, I mean, I've been working all day and I'm tired, but I'm going to have this fight with you anyway. I should have stepped up for that. But also you should not have interfered as much in me playing with my son or bathing my son. That's not reasonable, right? I mean, that's not 
allowing me to express myself. As a parent, I don't like the fact that when we have disagreements, my dear, you keep threatening to leave. Threatening to leave, threatening to divorce me, is such an escalation. It's such a bomb to throw into the relationship that it feels like, to me, or my experience, is that you just want to win the argument and you're willing to threaten me with divorce to do it. I don't think that's fair. That doesn't give us much negotiation. I think I experience, I, I get scared when I disagree with you because I think I'm going to get punished. Now that's not all you, don't get me wrong. I mean, this goes way back to my childhood. My mom was a bully. I'm not calling you a bully. I'm just saying that the seeds for this kind of compliance were sowed when I was a kid with my mom, who was very dominant and um, very abusive and, and very nasty and called me names and, and was never talked to me and so on. And, and I know now that when you were born, like after our son was born and I came to you and I was so needy, it's because of a lot of that. And that's not your fault. Primarily because it wasn't like you didn't raise me, my mom raised me. And it, it's not my fault because I didn't choose my mom. It kind of just happened. And we have both some responsibility because we really should have had more important conversations before we got married. We should have had more important conversations before we had a baby. We didn't. We took this kind of light and easy route of just talking about the weather and politics and food prices and, and movies and, you know, and that was fun, but there's a price to be paid, which is we weren't ready for being parents. Now, moving forward, I have to be less needy. It's not your fault that my mom didn't talk to me when I was growing up. It's not your fault that, you're, that my mom put all these terrible words in my head about how useless I was and... It, that's not your fault. However, this is who you married. And you chose me for a reason. And you can't just condemn everything about me when you chose to have a child with me. I mean, you can, but it's not fair. It's certainly not fair on our son. Because our son is half me. And if you say, or my son gets the impression that you dislike me, our son is going to think that you dislike him because he's A, a male, and B, he's half of me. So I need to model more assertive behavior with, for my son. You can't always get your way. I can't always give in. That is not fair. That is not reasonable. And it leads exactly to this kind of contempt and hostility that you have towards me and this frustration and indifference that I have towards you. So we have had this dynamic in our marriage where you get mad and I say, okay, you know, I kind of fold or, or maybe I get upset some other way or whatever. But we don't negotiate like we're both equals, like we can both reason things out and we can work and find some, something where we both win. Right now, you win and I lose, or I win and you lose, but we don't have a conversation where we can both win and both find something that is better than what we had before. You complain about being too tired because you're parenting all the time, but then when I come in and try and parent, you tell me not to. You tell me you're too tired from taking care of the house. I try and take care of the house. You tell me I'm doing it wrong. This is sad. And it's kind of like the past is just coming back to life every day. And, and my childhood is coming back. And maybe your childhood too is coming back every day. But this is not good. This is not good. And I'll tell you this, my dear. I know that you keep threatening this divorce with me. And I think that's wrong. I really think that's wrong. It's like trying to, yeah, it's, it's just wrong. But I'll tell you this. I want to keep the marriage going. I want to improve things. I want to make things better between us. I know they can be. We just both have to take more responsibility.
And it can't be that I'm the only one who needs fixing and I'm the only one with problems. Because if, I'm, if I have so many problems and you're perfect, then why the hell did you marry me? You've got to have some flaws mm. if you wanted to marry a guy with all mm. these flaws. And if you can't admit any of your flaws, then things can't work. It can't work because I can't be the only one who has problems. It's not fair. But I'll tell mm. you this. And this is not a threat. It's just a consequence. If you divorce me when I want to continue and fix the marriage, and I will not lie to my son. I will not lie to my son. I want to work on the marriage. I want to make things better. If you divorce me, and my son comes and says, why did you and mommy split up? I will say, because she wanted to leave, although I wanted to continue the relationship. I wanted to work on the marriage. I wanted to make things better. She didn't want to. She decided to leave. The divorce is 100% her. I was not a perfect husband, don't get me wrong. I made mistakes, I did things wrong. Sometimes I was mean, sometimes she was mean, but I wanted to fix it. I wanted to work on it. She's the one who left. So the reason we're not married anymore is because of your mom. Because I'm not gonna lie to my son. And I'm, not, I'm done taking ownership for things I didn't do. I am not gonna be responsible for the divorce if you leave me because I'm here working to try and make things better. And I'm not gonna lie to my son. You break up this marriage, I'm telling him the truth about what happened. And if anyone asks me, I'm going to say, I wanted to work on it. I had made mistakes. I wanted to approve, improve. I apologized. But she decided to break up the family anyway. I will, I will not lie. I will not cover for you. I will not pretend that it's anything other than what it is, which is you destroying the family because you don't want to work on it. So we have a choice. We have a fork in the road. We have a son. We have years and years together. We can have a future together that's way better and way different than the past. I'm not gonna beg for you to stay because I'm done begging, but I'm offering you my apology, my commitment to be better, and offering you the possibility to take more ownership for your life. Because if you don't have any ownership, if you're not responsible, for anything, then you can't fix anything and then you're going to just wander off and then you're going to probably have some other relationship with some other guy where you take no responsibility and then you, it goes terrible with him and then it goes terrible with the next guy and it's terrible. We don't need to do any of that. We are, we, we're here, we, we care for each other, we have a son together. I'm willing to work on it. I want to work on it. I know that I can make things better for us. I know that you can make things better for us. So. I've got my hand outstretched to you to, to take as the mother of my son, as the wife of my marriage. I hope that you will take my hand. I hope that you will work together with me to make things better. And if you don't, I'm sorry for that too. But I'm done being quiet about things that aren't my fault. No. Oh man. I tried to do that a few times, but I wasn't I wasn't consistent. I mean I was saying to her these words and afterwards I was begging her to stay. No no don't do that. Oh god no. No no. No, a woman begging a man to stay is one thing. A man begging a woman to stay will just drive her away. Mm -hmm. Women, like most people, respect strength and consequences. 
So mm -hmm. the strength is I'm taking ownership. I need you to take some ownership too. We'll fix this. And the consequences are if you bust up this marriage, I'm not covering for you. I'm going to tell whoever asks. I'm not going to go out there and publish it in the town square. I'm not going to take an ad out on Google. But if anyone asks me, including our son, why did you and mommy get divorced? It's like, well, I wanted to work on it, but your mom wanted to divorce and break up the family. Now that's a consequence. And that's a real consequence. We're not lying, right? Yes. So that's a consequence. I mean, we'd love it if people were just virtuous without consequences, but that's not true, right? I mean, the reason the free market works is there's consequences, and the reason communism and central planning doesn't, there's no consequences, at least in the short oh, run. Man. Oh, man, I feel, I feel so guilty doing this to my child. What do you mean? Risking, risking. I, I, if I confront her like this, I, I feel so terribly guilty that I risk uh, that, that she will divorce me and take my child, and my child will there, be raised. Listen, dude. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Uh, I'm feeling so guilty that my child is going to be raised without me. No, but why, would your, child, me. why would your child be raised without you? I, 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 I won't be around him. Why? Every, You'd every just get day. shared custody, wouldn't you? Uh, I don't know. Maybe she will uh, drag me into court and uh, divorce me, uh, leave town, go to her mother. She, no, she but but, but for... but hang on, hang on. Then you okay. take her to court. Like if she, if she tries to kidnap your son and take him away from you, you you go to court, right? And of course, I understand what you mean, and I'm furious, and I'm thinking about this. And uh, the, the next uh, the next minute, I say, "Oh my God, my son will be in court." seeing us fighting like this he will and... see a father fighting for him because what's he seeing right now nikos is a father with no power yes yes that is damaging yes. to him yes he is seeing that men have no power yes that men must just bow and scrape and appease and apologize and beg what's that doing to him Yes, I'm thinking that too, and I, he has I'm, no. How's he going to develop respect for you? Yes, exactly. That's what I'm thinking, and I, I'm in a dead, dead end. I don't know what to do. Also, you can say to your wife that boys, in particular, girls too, but boys in particular who are raised without their fathers do very badly. Oh, she doesn't give a shit. I have told that many times. What does she say? Oh, bullshit. That, bullshit. That's the argument, bullshit? Yes, better, better for him to live with... Uh, she, she, she said to him, Oh, listen, Nikos, it's better for our child to, raise, to be raised by me and uh, because I will be so calm without you, far away from you, and uh, our child will be raised nicely. And uh, calmly. Wait, she said far it, away from you? Yes. So she, she might really go for sole custody, right? Yes. Uh, because if we're together, we're fighting all the time. And that's bad for our son. Why are you fighting with her? Why am I fighting for her? No, why are you fighting with her? Okay.
I'm fighting with her because I confront her on some issues. Her parents look what look what they're what they're doing to you. Why don't you see that? And she okay, doesn't why, why are you trying to get her to understand things about her parents? Okay, to change her her behavior towards me and our child. Because right now, she screams at him like her mother was screaming at her. Right. And the data that screaming at children is bad for them, she'll just say bullshit to that too, right? Yes. Also, an, uh, another issue. Okay, important. Economic issue. I said to her uh, about three, four months ago, uh, okay, we were, our pharmacy were, were robbed, robbed four months ago. They steal from us some important money. Who robbed you? Do you know? No. <laughs> no if you live in cameras, Greece, no. no, 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 no. If you live in Greece, that's everyday issue. So, I mean, I I'm just—I'll be quite honest with you. I mean, is, is it migrants? Is it uh, immigrants? Is it Greeks? I mean, who's stealing? No, it is Greeks. It is Greeks in All my right. area. All right. But uh, it, it doesn't really matter. Well, they—they they wanted so, money, right? Not the drugs. No, 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 they wanted money. Right. So I said to her, okay, look, now we, we have to, to, to be more, to, to, to change our economics, to spend less. And she went furious. And I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm poor, okay? Uh, no, I get it. So I, you're I, asking I, her to cut back a little I, I, on because you I, got I, robbed. I make very, 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 very good coins, uh, considering uh, Greece. Okay, and I, I'm only telling, I'm only saying this to 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 clear that I'm not asking her to to starve or something. No, 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 I get it. I get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> does she does she work? She was working with me to our pharmacy in our pharmacy and uh, some months ago I said to her okay you you're complaining you work all time you don't have uh, you don't spend much time with our child so oh, oh, oh. wait who's who's raising your child uh, let me let, let let me say this before three years before three years she started taking pills antidepressant pills for two straight years. So, uh, when I talked to her and managed to stop them, after a few days, few months, I said to her, now that I think you're feeling better, stay at home, raise our child, spend time with him, spend more time with him, clear your mind, and let's have a better life. Don't uh, come to work. I will figure it out.
have your time, raise your child, clear your mind. And? And she stayed home, but she didn't, she, she may have spent some time more with our child, but most of the time she's out because uh, in the previous years she was uh, uh, pretty much at home and now she's always out. She wants to go with her friends to spend the, the, the night, uh, to, 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 to drink, to have fun. Wait, she's, she's got a son at home and she's out with her friends drinking and spending the night where? Yes, because we, we, have a, uh, we have a nanny. Okay? You have one child, a stay-at-home mom, and a nanny. Oh, yes. And a six-year-old oh child. Man, did you marry a bit of a dud. Holy crap. <sighs> Go on. And, uh, like, like I said, we have a nanny. She stays with uh, the child. And, I, I mean... I was trying to give her time after her mind was more clear, cut the drugs, okay? So I said to, to myself, Nikos, give her time, man. She never had that time, not with her mother, not when, when, when the child was born because I was not there, not when she was taking drugs. Now is the time. Give her, give her, give her time, man. Don't be harsh towards her. And instead, I mean, she she hadn't she hadn't cheat me. I I think I think I know this. I I, I strongly believe this. But she, she wants to go out to drink, to have time to have time with her friends. She's uh, always on Facebook. She. She didn't really change her, her behavior. She didn't really say, thank you. Thank you, you, you're giving me time. I will clear my mind. I want to make a better family. She's going out to get male attention. Yes, of yes. Course, right. You know that. Yes. Which is, if you're acting in the beta manner, I'm not taking responsibility away from her, but it's one of the inevitable consequences that if you're a beta, then she's going to go out and want male attention. Yes. I can feel this. Yeah. Oh, yes. Of course. So, you can't change other people, man, as you know. You can only change yourself. You have to act in a way that... If you act in a way where you have integrity with your values, with sensible, rational values, with self-esteem, with, with being reasonable, with being assertive with your needs and, and preferences. If you act in a way that is honorable, you will never regret the outcome in the long run. Never. 
Now, you no. might say, oh my gosh, I acted in an honorable way, and my wife left me. Well, then she was going to leave you anyway. But at least, at least when you leave her, you're not pathetic. At least when she leaves you, you're not pathetic. Okay, I understand. Now, so, question, so you have to act in a way that is responsible to your needs, that is responsible to the mistakes and the wrong and bad things that you've done in the marriage, that's responsible to what your son needs, which is an example of an assertive father. Because men have been talked into this idea that somehow assertiveness is the same as rage and destruction and abuse and patriarchy. It's all bullshit, right? Oh. But you have to, to act in a way that's honorable and decent and true. Now then, if she says, I can't stand you when you're a good guy, I'm leaving. Like, I hate to say it, but good fucking riddance. Like, you got to deal with your son and all of that sort of stuff. But if you being a decent and honorable man drives your wife away, you just have saved yourself 40 years of unbelievable misery. If she's not going to change, right? She's just going to just whittle away at you forever. And you're going you're gonna to lose 20 years of your life just from stress and frustration. And, right? So just yes. you, you act in an honorable manner, though the sky fall. You have to. Because acting in a cucked manner isn't working. Like acting in a appeasing and, oh, honey, please don't, right? It's not working. Yes. And, yes. and probably sooner or later, she's just going to leave you anyway. Uh, it's going to be worse, though, because then if she leaves you when you're strong, at least you can say she can't handle strength. If she leaves you when you're weak, you will always say to yourself, what if I'd been more strong, right? What if I had been more yes. assertive? What if I'd been more, Ugh, that could have saved you, right? Yes. But, so act, uh, act in a strong manner. And if she leaves you, it's because she can't handle a strong man. And then you know what you get to know? You get to know that the whole reason she married you was because you were, in her mind, weak, right? Yes. And, and then what are you going to do? You spend the rest of your life being weak and non-existent and spineless. And like, that's horrible. That's, there's no way to live. And it's it no example horrible. for your son. It is horrible. But I and wonder, then you never I... have to respect her again, which is great. If she's, if she's putting you down... If you respect someone who's putting you down, you're disagreeing with them. Yes. But if somebody is contemptible and they're putting you down, it doesn't, you don't internalize that because you don't respect the source of the money. Like <clears throat> if somebody tries to pay a bill in your pharmacy store with a five euro note and five euros is written on crayon on a piece of toilet paper, you don't take that currency because you don't respect the currency. It's not real currency. So if you don't respect someone, they can't hurt you anymore. Whereas if you continue to respect someone who's putting you down, you're just agreeing with them that you are Malaka or whatever she's saying, yes. right? Yes, so you yes. have to act in a way that's honorable and strong. If she then leaves you, then you don't have to respect her anymore. She can't hurt you. I fear that I don't, I can't separate being assertive or being uh, um, uh, harsh. I fear that I don't know how to do this. No, you, you do it not um, in opposition to anyone. This is the key, Nico. Nikos, you don't do it in opposition to someone. You don't say, I'm doing this to defy you. Okay, let's say, let's say you want to take your son to a movie, right? And your wife says, no, he's going to have candy and the movie is too loud and he's going to get confused and he won't be able to sleep tonight, right? whatever, right? Yes, yes, okay, yes. So, you, you don't have to get mad at her. You know, oh, I'm going to take her to the movie. Who are you? To, right? You just say, I, I've listened to you. I'm, I appreciate what you're saying. I'm taking him to the movie anyway. 
oh, but you don't have to stay up at night and you're... I'm taking... Yes. He wants to go yes. to... Like, you don't have to get mad. He wants to go... My son wants to go to this movie. It's age appropriate. I've checked. I may, in fact, buy him a little candy. We may have some popcorn. I'm not going to give him Coca-Cola. <laughs> but he wants to go to the movie. I want to go to the movie. You're welcome to come to the movie. But if you don't want to come to the movie, that's fine, too. I'm going to the movie. Right? She's going to try and draw you, and you don't fight. Don't. That's why I said, why are you fighting with your wife? Okay. You just go to the movie. And at some point, you go to the movie like she's not even there. Like she continued to make noise. It's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm sorry you're upset, but we're going to the movie. Because the reason she makes noise at you is because it works. It engages you. You fight with her. She gets validation. She gets contact in a horrible way. If you just pretend like the people crapping at you aren't there, don't engage. You want to take your son to the park and she's like, oh, it's going to oh, rain. Man. You can't go. And it's like, well, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I'm, I guess this means you're not coming, but we're still going to the park. Right? Well, I'm sorry. It's just going. And after a while, you just get up and you go to the park. You get your son ready like she's not even there. And it will. She'll escalate because she'll get more and more mad because she wants to control you and all that. But, yes. But, but yes. assertiveness is not thumping at people. It's just walking through them. It's just walking around them. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't yes. have to attack people. You don't have to oppose people. Like, there's yes. thousands of people out there who hate everything that I do, right? Because I say to people, go confront your abusive parents because you want to live an honest and authentic life. How, how happy do you think the abusive parents are <laughs> that I tell people to do that? Well, they hate it, of course, right? They hate it because they don't want their children to come and confront them because then they might actually suffer negative consequences for their evil deeds. I, I get that. I'm like, I'm sorry that they abused their kids, and I'm sorry that the honorable course is for their children to talk to them when they're adults about it. But, you know, sorry. I, I didn't abuse my, my, my kid. I, I'm, you know, like, I'm sorry about that, but I wish you hadn't abused your kids. But you did, so you got to deal with the consequences. And so there's many people out there. Now, I could sit there, and I could engage with everyone, and I could fight with everyone. And I don't. I just do my show like they're not there, because in my head, they're kind of not there, because I don't respect them. I don't respect people who abuse their children and then try to bully someone who's standing up for their adult kids. No, I don't respect them. I have nothing but contempt for those people. So when you have contempt for people, you don't fight with them. You just live your life like they're not there because they're kind of not. Who cares? So with your wife, you want to take your son somewhere, you get into this big fight. Why? You just take your son and, and, and go somewhere. <laughs> like, because I'm afraid of her. Well, afraid of what? Afraid of living and take my child with her. You can't live like that. You can't. That's not being alive. Yes. Like, I, I feel you, you, will, you will hate her to a degree that will probably be dangerous. And certainly it's yeah. not good for your yes. son. No, seriously, it's dangerous for your health. You might explode in anger. Like this, you cannot live like that. Yes. You have to act in the right way. You have to model courage to your son. You have to. You have to in the same way you have to give your son food. You have to give your son a steady diet of courage. <laughs> and, I understand. And... I, I understand completely. Okay. I understand completely. But I, 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 I'm filled with, with guilt. With guilt. Oh, she's going uh, to take him away from me. And my, that's my fault? Am I responsible? Oh, oh, what to do? But no, but you know what you're doing right now is aren't you just appeasing? Or fighting with her. Like, I don't get the fighting. Like, if you're going to appease, don't fight with her. 
And if you're going to go and do what you want to do that's reasonable, don't fight with her. I just don't get the fighting. Why are you fighting with her? So, I, I didn't fight with, uh, with her for uh, the past uh, few days. I talked to her about our economics. And uh, when she saw that I'm not fighting with her anymore, I will do what it takes to have money, to save money and save my family. Uh, she went furious. Right. And? And she threatened to leave me. Sure. She called the lawyer. Yep. And you cannot let yourself be bullied in that way. You can say to her, listen, I'll dial the lawyer for you, but I'm going to tell my son if he asks why the family broke up, and I'm going to say it's because you wanted to leave me, and you wanted to call the lawyer, and I wanted it to continue to work, and you didn't. So you can call the lawyer, absolutely, and you can pay the lawyer's bills if you want. But I'm going to tell the truth about why our family ended, and it's because of you. But you cannot let yourself be bullied in this way. Because it won't work. Appeasement doesn't work. <sighs> yes. I understand this. And your son needs to see a father who can stand up for himself. Not fighting with her, right? Not fighting with her. The fighting is, it's going down to her level. Yes. Don't fight with Stand. her. Don't fight yes. with her. Don't fight with her. But don't appease her. You know, it's perfectly fine if your, your, your wife is raging at you and just say, like, I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, we, you got robbed. You say, oh, we got robbed. You can't spend as much. Oh, I really want to spend much. This, like, I'm really sorry you feel like it. Yeah, that's, that's tough. You know, <laughs> I sympathize. I really do. Doesn't change anything. Right? You, you can't give in to... I mean, if your son had a tantrum and you're like, I want candy, and you give him candy, you're just buying the next tantrum. Every time you appease or you engage or you fight... Yes, I understand. Oh man, I'm so, I'm so terrified. I know, I know, I know. And you have done your part to grow this situation into the mess that it is because of the appeasement. And I understand that as well. You've had no support in your life. And Outside I feel... of my, your brother in this conversation with me, who has stood up and listened and tried to help you in your life. No one. No and one. I feel, I feel very guilty for my child because I was not there for him when he was born. And that, that, that makes me... Okay, oh. but, but how, how do you solve that? Let's say you're entirely right oh. about that. What does your son need from you now to make up for that? Is more guilt and appeasement and weakness, is that going to help your son? Or does your son need to see a strong male who can stand up for himself? How is your guilt doing anything other than further harming your son? By robbing you of strength and of resolution. It's self-indulgent, you understand, to indulge your own guilt. It's not about your son. You're, you're feeling guilty so you don't have to stand up for yourself. The guilt is to avoid your fear. 
Because the moment you said you felt terrified, then you said you felt guilty. So the guilt is designed to paralyze you so you don't have to face your fear. It's not about your son, it's, it's about you. It's about avoiding your fear. And I understand the fear. I sympathize with the fear. But don't tell me it's about your son. It's not. Your son needs a confident adult male in his life. Your son does not need some guilt-wracked paralytic. Okay, yes, yes. That totally makes sense. And you think that standing up to your wife means a screaming match. It doesn't. Assertiveness is... Quiet. It's resolute. It's not screaming now. It's just saying now. It's informing people of reality. It's not inflicting an opinion. If you're out of money for the moment and you say to your wife, we can't spend any money and she gets mad, it's like, I'm sorry that you're mad at math. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. But this is the, uh, this is the facts of the situation and I'm afraid that having a tantrum isn't going to change that. Like, you don't have to yell at her, like, don't engage. You're so selfish, you want to spend money we don't have. Forget that, it doesn't matter. Masculine authority is the authority of reality. Feminine authority has its own power, which we can talk about another time, but masculine authority is just saying two and two make four. And you don't have to scream two and two make four, you just, you say it. I mean, she acts subconsciously, very, very subconsciously. Well, no, I... no, forget about thinking about her motives. Forget about, the... God, men spend so much time thinking about women and their motives. It's crazy. Don't. Don't try and figure out why she's doing what she's doing. It doesn't, that doesn't matter. Because when I ask you to be assertive, you start figuring out what's causing her behavior, as if you can somehow change her. This is why you wanted her to, to, to know about her parents and her childhood and her history. Forget all of that. Why someone rejects the two and two make four doesn't really matter. Two and two still make four. Because she doesn't have consequences. Well, you're shielding her from consequences. Yes. Right. Well, and that's treating her as a child and that's disrespectful. And if you're disrespectful yes. to her, she's going to be disrespectful to you. There's nothing more disrespectful than failing to hold people to consequences. That's what we do with toddlers. And if you treat your wife like a toddler, she's going to act like a toddler. If you treat your wife like an adult, well, maybe she'll leave you. Or maybe she'll grow up. But if you continue to treat her like a toddler, you're participating in a toxic relationship. Yes. Yes, I do. And if she wants to leave you, say, oh, well, I phoned the lawyer, I'm making the reason. Okay, I'll phone my lawyer. I'm going to give you not more, not one penny more than I absolutely have to. I'm going to fight you in court for five to ten years if I have to, and I'm going to tell my son the truth about who broke up this family. Now, are we going to proceed with this or not? Yes, I understand what you mean. You're not screaming at her. You're just saying no. there will be consequences. And I'm not choosing those consequences. You are. If you choose to leave me and break up this family, I'm not going to lie to my son. You are choosing the words that I'm going to tell my son by your actions. There, but you ruined my life. Oh, oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I understand. No, no, I understand. okay, so if she says, but you ruined my life and so on, right? Well, 
Who chose me? You chose me. You chose to date me. We dated oh. for two years. You chose to get married to me. You chose to have a child with me. Do you have oh, no responsibility? I, I didn't know your two-face. You, you, you weren't like that where I met you. You're two-face. So she, are you saying that said, we had really, really important conversations about values before we got married? We didn't. We both avoided those topics and that was a mistake. But that doesn't oh. mean it's a mistake that has to ruin our lives forever. We can just fix it. <laughs> You were hiding from me. You were another man. I didn't know you're such a such a shitty man. Oh, so you're a terrible judge of character, but you'll be wonderful to raise our child alone. Oh, don't give me that. Bullshit. Does that mean that your next boyfriend will also be two-faced and don't you'll have get, no chance to figure uh, out who he really is? You met me, you knew me. me for two years, you met my family, you met my brother, you knew everything about me. Don't give me this, you had no idea. Come on. Don't give me that bullshit. You, you're, you're a good doctor. I couldn't see, but now I see that you're a bad man. So I'm just a bad man. You had no way of knowing beforehand. You're completely 100% a victim. You had nothing to do with any problems in our marriage. Is that the idea? Yes. Yes, I was a victim. <laughs> so, no, would she seriously say she had absolutely nothing to do with any problems in the marriage? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, oh. then you may be done. You may be done. If she's not going to take any responsibility whatsoever, if she's completely wedded to 0% responsibility victimhood, well, then you say, well, you're wrong. I mean, look, you're wrong. You, you can say, oh, I'm just this evil Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde guy, and I had everyone completely fooled, and I was just this terrible guy and hid it from you completely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, you can say all that. And you can say, I have 0% any responsibility to do with any problems in this relationship, but you're wrong. I mean, it's just not accurate. It's just not true. You're part of this relationship. You are. And if you're so easily fooled, how can you be a good mom? No, don't give me the shit. Now I grew up. Now I know I can judge and all this. Right. And so your supposed maturity, your big growing up phase, is that you have 0% responsibility for any problems in the relationship. That's what you call growing up, is taking no responsibility whatsoever. Oh, don't give me that. I may have some responsibility, but it's Oh, good. Like Listen, that's huge progress. Good for you, dear. Five. Like, no, seriously, I praise you for that statement. Because in the space of about 45 seconds, you've gone from 0% responsibility to maybe some. Now, that's good progress. So if we can just keep that going 45 seconds after 45 seconds until you get to 50% responsibility, which is the fact, good, that's, that's fantastic progress. So now when you said 0% responsibility, you were wrong. And now that you can look back 45 seconds and see that you were wrong 45 seconds ago, you can start to develop some humility about whether you're right about everything and we can have a productive conversation where we can both improve. This is great okay. news. Okay, I, I had that conversation with her and uh, she said to me, we will never be equal because we were not equally uh, 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 responsible for what happened. Okay, but then she'll have, so is it 1%? Is it 25%? Is it 49%? Like what percentage does, if she's 1%, it's like, come on, come on. <laughs> is she at all a feminist? No, it's like, it's like, it's like elections. If you have 51%, oh, you're responsible. Well, just 
Just that. Just like that. Well, except I would point out that this is a marriage, not an election. So, no. okay. She has like if she goes from zero percent okay. responsibility to some level of responsibility, that's a step forward, and you just got to keep chipping away at that. Okay, you you, you get the point. Yeah, yeah she's I she's always uh, I owe her. I always always owe her. Sure. Well, because it works when she pushes the guilt button, you pay up, right? Yes. Like every other white man in the known universe. So, so you just have to change what you're doing. If she's reacting to you, if she's trying to control you, if you refuse to be controlled, she's going to have to change her behavior, and she's going to get mad. But it's for the for for the good. It's for the best for her, no matter what in her life. You're not helping her be a better person at all by by appeasing her tantrums, right? Yeah, I understand this. And maybe if you can find, I would assume, a male therapist who's got some capacity to help you with assertiveness training or this kind of stuff, there's a, a lot you can do. It's not actually that hard to do. It's not that、I'm... hard to do. You just have to be really, really honest. I've got a whole book called Real Time Relationships about all of this. You just have to be really, really honest with people about what you think and feel in the moment. Assertiveness is not some weird ninja trick or learning another language. All it is is just being honest. Yes. All right. Well, listen. We've been cooking at this for about two hours. I know it's an important yes, thing yes. for your marriage, but no,、uh, thank you, thank、um, you, thank you, thank you so much. You, listen, you're very welcome, and I, I really do appreciate Nikos that that you contacted me in this way. I mean, you you care about your marriage. How was the conversation for you in terms of helpfulness? I think、uh, it helped me clear my mind. Very much, I think I, I, I can understand. I can understand that I, I have to be honest and assertive for myself and for my child too. This is very important. I, you help me with my guilt because. I I was feeling terribly guilty to divorce and let my child be raised without me. I was whew, terribly guilty. Oh my God! No, and listen. If if、uh, the other thing too, if she runs to lawyers, right, and you have to run to lawyers, you know, you lose half your staff to lawyers, and each person gets twenty five percent. And then your son says, "Well, why don't we have as much money?" It was like because your mom wanted to take me to court. I didn't want to go to court. I always been happy with fifty-fifty custody, but your mom wanted to take me to court, so I had to spend a lot of money that you would have inherited fighting your mom. Otherwise, I would have lost you completely, which was not acceptable to me, right? So, just as far as like, just be honest, and and you you've got to tell your wife ahead of time that you're going to be honest. Otherwise, it's manipulative. Like、right? so, you say ahead of time, if you want to fight me in court, and we're going to lose half the family money, I'm telling my son directly that the reason he's growing up poor is because of you, and that's. Not a punishing statement. That's just a factual statement. So fight me all you want. I'll fight you right back, and I'll have to be honest about why、um, we can't go on vacation, why he can't get a bicycle,、uh, why he can't get a computer,、uh, because you decided to hand over half the family for- fortune to lawyers because you were in a bad mood, right? I've just just got to be honest, and that that may. I mean, maybe she'll just not care. I mean, she's just so. Low time preference that she just won't care about any of that. But yeah, just just be honest about the consequences of people, and and that 
you know, if they're not innately virtuous, that might give them some training. And then once she's experienced a more reasonable way of interacting with people, she probably will like it to the point where it'll be more tempting for her next time. Okay, I understand. Thank will you, you let me know how it goes? Of course. Does she speak English? No. Oh, it's too bad. Otherwise, I'd say have her call in. No, 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 no. She doesn't want to speak with you. <laughs> no. You never know. You never know. All right. Well, listen, keep me posted, man. And I'm, I'm sorry for this situation. And I really want to remind people out there that this is a very tough place to negotiate from. It's a very tough place to be. So please, please, my friends out there, and I'm sure you'll back me up on this, Nikos, have important conversations about values. A, before you get heavily involved, B, before you get engaged, C, before you get married, and definitely D, before you decide to have children, where you're shackled at the hip for 20 plus years. So um, I hope that uh, people will take that lesson. So thank you very much. Keep me posted, my friend. Thank you oh so my much God. for the conversation. Yes, you should do this. You can't even imagine how terrifying and difficult this is. Oh, and I sympathize with all of that. And I'm sure people will want to know how it goes. So keep me posted, all right? Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you very much. Take care. Bye.